0: Welcome to a place where we combine equal parts science, technology, design, and entrepreneurship. Then we gradually stir in magic to the mixture, and you have the Perception Podcast.
1: Join us in conversations with design heroes, inspirational thinkers, business leaders, and trailblazers across the globe. On this episode of the Perception Podcast, two worlds collide as this, Danny Gonzalez for Perception, chats with YouTube sensation Danny Gonzalez. Hailing from Chicago, Danny Gonzalez began his rise to comedy and fame on Vine in 2014. Since then, Danny has established several successful YouTube channels, amassing over 6 million subscribers and 1.5 billion views on his main channel. Danny has won awards toward the country, and now he's sitting down with me to see what parallels the two Danny Gonzalez's share in the Gonzalez universe. So welcome to the Perception Podcast, Danny Gonzalez. Yes,
0: thank you, Danny Gonzalez, for having me.
1: Yeah, this is probably one of the strangest podcasts I've ever had in my life. Uh, I never spoke to someone who had the same exact name and the same exact spelling as well. Uh, Do you find that... uh, you bump into people that spell it with an S at the end more than a Z, or is that just me? Um, yeah, I definitely do.
0: I yeah, I think so. Usually, if I give my name to someone, like at a you know restaurant for a reservation, it's usually spelled with an S.
1: Yep, yep, I get that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a family? So, so just to give you a little bit of background on me, my parents are both from Spain. They're a little bit up north towards uh, i guess the, the easiest way to describe it is near the uh, border of portugal mm. um any family or anything in spain cuz uh, i got to ask
0: <laughs> yeah um no so my uh i obviously get my name from my dad and my dad's dad um his family was from mexico okay. um probably from spain at some point down the line i think my brother went on like ancestry one time and um traced it all the way back to the 1400s or something like that and found relatives in Spain but as far as i know um the name comes from mexico
1: okay yeah awesome all right so uh, just maybe you could tell uh, our listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you get started in uh, in the world of youtube yeah
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm Danny Gonzalez also, obviously. Um, I make uh, commentary style videos on YouTube, like comedic commentary on movies or other weird videos I find on the internet, Um, as well as just kind of like different (laughs) comedic premises for videos that I can think of, Um, just generally like a comedy channel. Um, I started doing all this kind of in college, well actually... I started my first YouTube channel with my friends when I was in like sixth grade. It was like when YouTube first came out in 2006 or seven, something like that. And Mm -hmm. I've just kind of always made YouTube videos. Um, But I started to gain an audience on Vine actually in college. That's like around when Vine was popping off. Do you, are you familiar with Vine? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend just told me to get on there and like, I didn't really, it was like my freshman year when I didn't really have any friends yet. And I missed making YouTube videos with my friends from high school. And so I was like, oh, this is kind Mm -hmm. of a cool creative outlet and something to do uh, just, you know, in between classes and stuff. And so I started to gain an audience on there. And the interesting thing is uh, one of like the reason that my Vine started doing well is because I was the only person on there that knew how to edit my vines on a computer and do effects and stuff and then re-upload them to the vine app Mm -hmm. because at first that like wasn't allowed you couldn't do that but i found a workaround to be able to do that and so me and one or two other people were like the only people that knew how to do that so it's kind of a weird parallel uh to your career also
1: yeah very interesting so um so do you have any uh comedic influences do you have any comedians that you kind of uh you know look up to definitely I would say my
0: first comedic influence is my dad um I think I get a lot of my sense of humor from him Mm -hmm. um but definitely yeah so I mean comedians I really look up to are Bo Burnham uh John Mulaney I I would say those are the two big ones that I always mention um but I also also love uh The Lonely Island from SNL like Andy Samberg and Mm -hmm. his his group um I really like making like comedic music too, and I get a lot of my inspiration from them.
1: Got it. Cool. Yeah. Well, so the reason for this podcast, so uh, everybody understands, is uh, it's Danny Gonzalez talking to Danny Gonzalez. But I was sent an email from someone here at my studio. I'm the older one, by the way. You can probably tell by my voice, but um, uh, I was sent a video from someone here at the studio that said, hey, you got to check out this Wired interview with this guy named Danny Gonzalez, because he gets mistaken for all the movies that you work on. Mm -hmm. So I said, wow, it'll be interesting to try and reach out and get a podcast going. I I never thought anything would happen, but here we are. And uh, it's crazy that our paths are finally uh, crossed. So tell me a little bit about, I guess, um, I watched the interview and I know they asked you It was something about Buzz Lightyear. And then yeah. uh, have, has anybody else besides that interview asked you about the Marvel movies stuff?
0: Yeah, well, I just get tweeted about it all the time. Every time like a new <laughs> Marvel movie or I guess Pixar movie comes out, mm-hmm. uh, I get tweets and I can't tell if all of them are joking or not being like, I had no idea you worked on movies like this behind the scenes. And I'm sure a lot of the times they're jokes, but sometimes I legitimately can't tell you know what maybe this interview is a bad idea maybe i should just be going along with it and being like yeah no that is me there's only yeah. one danny gonzalez
1: or maybe we switch uh, jobs for a day I think, oh yeah uh, That'd be cool. <laughs> it's like uh, the multiverse snapped in half and we don't know what's going on everybody's uh, in different spots yeah but well it... likewise
0: so have you had you ever heard of me before that wired interview
1: uh, I did not honestly. Um, wow. you know, well, I'm I'm probably twice your age, so I'm not okay. like a a huge. You know, I go on YouTube to find things, and uh, you know, I watch a lot of uh, content on there. We have our own YouTube channel, but um, I didn't. My kids knew of you, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, why didn't you mention this? You know, a long time ago. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> and they were just, and they were just like, well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, we just didn't think you'd be into it, and then uh, when I showed them the interview, and it was like, "Holy cow, that's crazy!" Um, that so great. I'm I'm trying to figure out now if there are more similarities. Uh, similarities, sorry. Um, do Do you like Marvel movies, and do you have any uh, specific superhero that's one of your favorites?
0: Um, I I do, and I think I saw most of them up until um, End Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I. I like all the Spider-Man movies. I think the most recent Marvel movie I saw was the most recent Spider-Man. Was it No Way Home? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was great. So have you worked on like the majority of them? When did you start working on them?
1: So uh, let's see. 2009, Iron Man 2 was our first uh, Marvel project. I should say our first Marvel film project. We worked on a bunch of animated features for them beforehand. Mm -hmm. I guess I was kind of like the test for them to see if we could handle a, a bigger role. And then we got a small um, piece in Iron Man 2. Um, and then my partner and I are both from uh, New York area. I'm from Queens. He's from Brooklyn. So we have that you know kind of uh, never say die attitude. So we kept attacking the Marvel folks and saying, hey, we got ideas for what Tony Stark's phone could look like. And, and we sent them a test. And they loved it. And then they we ended up designing all his technology pretty much throughout the film. And then that just totally changed the, the world of Perception for us. Now, Perception is the name of my company. Sorry, should have okay. mentioned that. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I think I've seen you listed as VFX supervisor in a lot of those movies. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, there's
1: a couple of uh, different titles that I hold for all the different ones. Um, but what we do essentially is we come up with all the technology for all the different characters. So we design Tony Stark's technology. We designed Thor's girlfriend's technology. Each one of them have a very different personality. So obviously Tony Stark's a billionaire and he can design anything because he's a genius and he has the money to do anything. Thor's girlfriend, you know, she's a genius. She doesn't have that much money. So her stuff looks like it's made from like Radio Shack or or Best Buy, you know, pieces from stuff you'd find in the garbage outside those yeah. stores. Um, and then the probably besides Iron Man 2, another highlight uh, for me in the film. World and also for perception was uh envisioning the world of Wakanda and Black Panther, which was awesome experience. And we designed all of Black Panther's technology. So that was uh that's kind of like the the cream of the crop in the Marvel uh cinematic universe, as far as technology goes. That's the most advanced technology in the Marvel world. So that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the technology in those movies is like one of the coolest parts. Like every movie Tony Stark has some new cool thing or like Mm -hmm. his suit is all totally different those are like my favorite parts of seeing those movies
1: yeah yeah they're they're a lot of fun and and, uh robert downey jr plays a great tony stark but what's crazy is that in right when iron man 2 came out um a lot of technology companies started calling us and then we we started doing the same work for technology brands so we've worked with apple and we've done a ton of uh Automotive projects, the most recent ones the twenty twenty four Mustang. We did the Hummer E v where we did all the user interfaces where pretty much what you see in front of the steering wheel, all those clusters they call them digital clusters. um and we we designed the whole experience wow. so, so they bit... saw
0: they saw you did such a good job designing like futuristic superhero technology that they wanted to hire you to like make real technology.
1: That's it. That's exactly it.
0: That's really cool.
1: That's the uh, that's the perception story right there in a nutshell. Science fiction meets science fact. That's kind of the the elevator pitch, so to speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really neat. So wait, so yeah. is your is your did you have any like education in uh visual effects or do you have more of an education in technology or are you just all self-taught in all of this?
1: It's all pretty much self-taught. I actually went to school uh, for business. I was going to take over my father's uh, Spanish restaurant in, in Queens. Mm. And the last year of uh, college, I had to had to take a couple of credits to graduate. And I, I saw the special effects class in Manhattan. And I decided, you know, I'm going to take it because it seemed cool and fun. And it was a lot of like... Um, you know, like those old movies, like Freddy Krueger, like the makeup and stuff like that. And then there was like uh, stop motion, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Some cell animation, um, and then the, the the girl who I was dating at the time, who's now my wife, uh, had a client whose son worked at a studio in Manhattan called RGA, and I got a job there. And that was it. I I learned everything at that studio, and I didn't I didn't take over my father's restaurant. <laughs> well, so there's still time. Of- yeah uh no it's long gone and the restaurant oh, okay. business is way too crazy. <laughs> uh this this business is nuts but the restaurant business is nuts uh it's 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 it's, it's very rough, very rough. Yeah, especially um,
0: in New York. That sounds very chaotic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um so I wanted to see what other parallels we have. So you you mentioned you like to do music and what's crazy is the reason why I took uh this class in Manhattan is cuz I used to be a DJ before uh starting my career at RGA. Oh wow! Um, what kind of music is your? What's your taste? What's your genre? Give me a little bit of background on that.
0: Yeah, so I have I have a pretty wide genre of stuff that I listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of what's popular, and rap, and hip hop, and pop, and um, EDM type stuff. I mm-hmm. started producing music when I was in high school because I really liked Skrillex. Have you ever heard Skrillex?
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I was I was super big into Skrillex. So the first music I started making was dubstep with like the wub 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 type of bass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I've just like branched out. I've I've made lots of different types of stuff from pop to hip hop sounding instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with my channel uh, and my comedic presence, and because I love The Lonely Island so much, I've adapted a lot of that to make comedic music that I've posted on my YouTube channel and stuff.
1: Right. Cool. Yeah, I was more into uh and this was back in the day. So this is like vinyl on, you know, technique turntables. I still have all the stuff, but it was more hip hop and um some techno music. There was some freestyle music, which when you hear it today, it sounds horrible. But back then it was fun. <laughs> So did um, you
0: did you ever produce music, or are you kind of like DJing uh, events and clubs and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: it was always events, clubs. You know, I had a, a drum machine where I would like run beats behind just to mix a couple things here and there, but uh, I never got to produce any any you know anything for any celebrities or artists like that. So
0: yeah, do you still do that at all?
1: I don't. You know, uh, my son's a buddy. Uh, is a DJ and he brought his equipment over and it was basically like, he could just carry it in one hand. It was like these two mini turntables. (laughs) I I (laughs) used to have this thing. We used to call it a coffin. It was like two turntables, a huge mixer in the middle. And we used to have to carry the speakers and amps to all the parties. Um, So I started dabbling a little bit, so I'm I'm probably going to get back into it, but uh, I got to just, I got to dig the records out and the turntables out from, from storage and set them up somewhere. I'm sure my wife's going to be very excited about that one. So
0: Oh yeah. You know, that sounds really fun though. I've always been yeah. curious about DJing and stuff. It looks really cool. Um, I don't know if I have the right skill set for that though. Maybe we could do a Danny Gonzalez, Danny Gonzalez collab yeah. song, a remix or something.
1: That sounds good. Yeah, we totally do that. Danny G times nah, it would have been better if there was three of us. Danny G times three would be good, but I guess we could oh, do yeah. Danny double double Danny or something like that. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> double Danny. I like that.
1: <laughs> um so you I remember also you mentioning uh Lightyear in this interview, mm-hmm. and here's another crazy parallel so in Lightyear there's a uh there's someone on the Disney side named Jeremy Lasky, and my business partner who's the other co-founder of perception is named Jeremy Lasky oh, and they did a similar podcast like us, you know Jeremy Lasky Multiverse and it was very funny, except you know uh, they they're really I wouldn't say really connected, but they have very uh, strong similarities, the same age. You know, their kids are the same, um, uh, mm-hmm. close in age. They uh they both have a, a daughter and a son. It was it was crazy. Do you have any kids? I know you're married, right?
0: Uh yeah, I'm married. Okay. We're actually expecting our first in uh October.
1: Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So my wife is she's in her third trimester now. Um, we just have like a month to go, pretty much.
1: That's cool. That's life changing. Are you you, you ready?
0: <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'm uh, probably as ready as I can be, I guess, because everybody, every parent I've ever talked to is like, oh, you don't even know, dude, you you think you're ready. And then everything's going to change the second that baby's born. So I, you know, I feel bad saying I'm ready because I know parents are going to be like, no, you're not. But <laughs> you're I'm as ready. as ready as I can be, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I don't think anybody's ever ready for a, a moment like that, but you you grow yeah. right into it. It's, uh, How many kids it's, do you have? I have two. I have a 21-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. uh, named Francesca. In case you're you're uh, searching for names, and then I have a son uh, who's 18, just going into college, uh, and his name he's named after my dad. Uh, his name is Antonio, a little okay. bit on Spanish flavor. Um, and I my do wife not is Marissa. Have any
0: Francescas or Antonios in my family, unfortunately. Oh, okay.
1: All right. And my wife is Marissa. In case your wife is anywhere uh, in the <laughs> realm of that or starts with an m might be some sort of similarity there.
0: She, no, nah, she's Laura.
1: Ah, all right. Cool. Close enough. Close. Yeah, enough. yeah. Um so what I was going to ask was um I also remember uh in the same interview uh you went to Georgia Tech. So what was someone what why from Chicago go to Georgia Tech?
0: Oh yeah. So I knew or I thought, I guess, when I was in high school that I wanted to go somewhere for computer engineering. That's the degree I started with. Mm-hmm. And when I was a senior or maybe a junior in high school, I think a junior, we uh, went on a family vacation to Disney. And then on the way back, uh, my parents were like, well, you we might as well go tour a few college campuses because we're just going to be driving through a large portion of the country. Mm-hmm. So we toured, I think we went to like uh university of Florida. We went to Georgia tech Purdue, uh, maybe one other, I forget, but mm-hmm. I, I really like Georgia tech's campus. I like the idea of it not being super cold in the winter.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, cause Chicago is obviously very cold during the winter. Yep. And uh, I just wanted to get into a good engineering school. So when I applied for schools, Georgia Tech was the best one I applied to. And I got in. So I was like, yeah, why not?
1: Nice. Yeah, we uh, we actually team up with them quite a bit. Well, uh, They have a sonification lab and they have a human computer interaction lab. So we always try to see if there's any good graduates coming out. Because like I said, we work a lot in the tech. So there's a lot of smart people coming out of Georgia Tech. So we love that school.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Have you been there?
1: uh once yeah i went once but uh before we did um iron man 2 we actually worked on a series for there was this channel called speed channel i think it's velocity now but back in the day it was called speed channel and there was a family in chicago that was like a big towing company and they did a like a reality show on them and we were there and we shot the series and we did all the promos I'm trying to remember the name um it's it's like escaping me now cuz it's it's it was a long time. It was in Chicago, you said? Yeah, it was in Chicago. We spent like uh a good probably 8 days, 9 days. Of course, it was in the middle of winter so we were freezing.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. But uh yeah.
1: but yeah, it was in Chicago and I can't remember the name. I you know what? I'll I'll have to send it. I'll 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 have to email it to you. It was it, it was a lot of fun. The show is not around anymore, but uh but when you watch these reality shows like um you know these trucks that are like driving across country on the ice and you know oh all yeah these different like types road of truckers yeah stuff. yeah all that stuff like th- this was way be- before that um and, and it was all based from the it was it was his family in chicago that was really well known for um kind of clearing all the messes in chicago's you know on their highways and stuff like that so it was pretty cool
0: oh interesting yeah so did, were, were you staying in the city when you were yeah we you? were
1: in the city so i had a lot of uh never really got a chance to to eat somewhere where someone told me like, you know, this is the best pizza you got to go there. Cause I know, you know, between New York and Chicago, this there could be a little bit of a brawl going oh, yeah. on about who's got the best pizza, but I love pizza in general. So I love trying it anywhere. But uh, well, what, what what is yeah. the best pizza in Chicago? Is there like a main place? Is there,
0: I would definitely recommend. So there's, I guess, Lou Malnati's is a big,
1: oh, okay. I was there. Thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're really good, and they have a lot mm. of locations. And then there's another place called I think it's just called Uno, and okay. they say that that is the first like deep dish pizza place. There's a, there's a few places in Chicago that say they're the first, but Uno mm. is one of the most popular ones. I've never actually been there, but I, I'm really bad also at recommending places in Chicago because I don't I don't even live in the city. I live in the suburbs. Right. I know a decent amount of good places, but. I don't know. I always feel like I don't really know what's going on over there. Also,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm not in. We're not in Manhattan. I live on the outskirts in in Queens. And I mean, there's a lot of good pizza places. The, the The one that comes to mind for me, and if you're ever in New York, it's on Long Island, uh, in New Hyde Park. It's called Umberto's. Okay. And that's probably the best pizza I've had in New York. I'm sure I'm going to get flack for that. I, I. I just. I just feel it coming already. But, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'd say yeah, it's top, people can have some... top five.
0: Okay. Gotcha. People can have some like pretty passionate opinions about that kind of stuff. So when you went to Lumal Malnati's, did you have Deep Dish?
1: Yep. Yeah. I was there okay. uh with my with my business partner Jeremy. We had Lumal Malnati's, and uh I think he actually sometimes get it gets it shipped to him because they ship it. They like freeze. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I forget
1: it's... the process that they do, but I know he gets a couple of boxes every once in a while because his kids love it too. So
0: yeah, it's and good. it's surprisingly good. Frozen. I've had it like that too. And my mm-hmm. parents, uh, they live in Texas now, but they're from here, and they've they always talk about getting Lumal Nati's frozen sent to them.
1: <laughs> Texas is a uh, is different. It's always warm there. That's a that's a nice area too. We've been I've been there a couple of times. Where, yeah. Whereabouts in Texas?
0: Um, they're like about a an hour and a half away from Dallas.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh, if you know where Tyler, Texas
1: is that I don't.
0: Okay. But... I think that's like the closest okay. city to, to where they live. They kind of live in the middle of nowhere.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Are you a, uh, Chicago bulls fan? Are you, what, what's your, what's your sport of choice?
0: Okay. So I'm not, I've never really been that into sports, but I mm-hmm. will say, I love going to Cubs games.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I always wanted uh, to go to
0: field is, is cool. Yeah.
1: yeah I've always wanted to go. There. I've been to, uh, all right, this is going to sound crazy. So I Shea Stadium is pretty close to my house. That's where the Mets play, even though they okay. suck horribly. <laughs> uh, Yankee Stadium didn't get to go to the original one, which is sad. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I I always look back and I'm like, man, I should have I should have went. But I've always no, yeah. wanted to go to like Wrigley. I've been to uh, uh, Boston's uh, the Red Sox field there, mm-hmm. um, but Wrigley was always on the list to 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 go do so. Hopefully they don't do what the Yankees did and, like, build a whole new stadium.
0: Oh, I don't think so, because there's, like, a lot of new development going on around there. They're, they're, mm-hmm. It's, like, a whole plaza. They have a ton of really nice bars around there. It's a really cool area to go to the game and then walk to a bar or something afterwards.
1: Yeah, they have a similar – they're rebuilding everything around, like, Shea Stadium, stuff like that. Now, actually, it started, I think, yesterday. The U.S. Open is there right now for tennis, so. Mm-hmm. got some uh there's a lot of activity going on over there. It's going to kill me traffic going home of course, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh
0: last time I was in New York, I did go to Madison Square Garden to watch a, a basketball game.
1: Oh, nice. Very nice. That was oh. really
0: cool. That place is
1: huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's a it's a good uh, it's a good place, good venue. Um I wish the Knicks are, were are better. We're getting better. We're getting better. I'm a I'm a basketball fan, so.
0: Okay. Um, yeah.
1: But I do like Chicago. That's why I asked. Um, they're they're probably second on my list as far as uh, teams or people I'd like to pillage to put on the Knicks. So if anybody oh, okay. from from uh, any owner from the New York Knicks listening, let's let's get some uh, some Chicago players in. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they got the uh, that 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 hustle and that uh, I don't know killer attitude. You know. Just yeah need, well if i meet any those. of the
0: management uh of the bulls i will uh, i'll try to connect you guys for perfect
1: sure. i appreciate it so uh any other um i don't know interesting hobbies or anything that nobody knows about that uh that you also uh um okay it?
0: let's see so uh my wife and i are pretty into running okay. we uh we got into it like during the pandemic and had never really done much running before and then this past October, we both ran our first marathon in Chicago. We ran the Chicago Marathon. Wow,
1: that's nice. That's yeah. pretty intense. Uh, How many miles is that? It's 26. Okay, so I was oh, going to ask
0: if you were into running at all, but I guess that that answered my question.
1: No, I'm not into running. I only run when it's necessary at my age. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: So my, my, my sports are more, I play in an old man's basketball league and uh, I play a lot of golf.
0: And I do a lot of mountain biking.
1: I do a lot of mountain biking, which is something I I love. So okay,
0: so I actually just um took a golf lesson, just a like a thirty minute lesson Mm -hmm. because my father in law is pretty into golf, and um Laura has a an uncle and a cousin who are into golf, and then one of my friends is pretty into golf. So I've been like dipping my toes in a little bit to see if I could get into it. So maybe in the future we could have a similar similarity there.
1: Nice. Yeah. We should totally play. If you ever in the the neighborhood, if I ever end up uh, in Chicago, we should totally hook up and play uh, 18. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's intense. And it's a little bit tough when you start, but my son picked it up probably, uh, three years ago, he made his high school team and now he's going to try out for his college team. And he's, uh, you know, once you get into it, it's, it's very hard to put down. Okay. uh, Yeah. Because it's like a, it's like a mind game. You know, you're, you're, you're you're playing against people. It's not a team sport. You're on your own, which is kind of nice, but uh, you could hit it great. And you're like, man, that's awesome. I'm going to do great the next shot. Or you could hit it really shitty. And then all of a sudden you're like, I I got, I got to do better. (laughs) No matter what happens. It's like, you got to go back. It's, it's crazy. It's like this weird, until you play a lot of it, you'll You'll get it when, uh, when, when, when you play enough, you'll be like, "Now nah, I know what Danny was talking about." I can't get enough of this stuff. You can play it till you're very old, so that's good.
0: I right now, I just kind of feel like, uh, like a baby deer that has no control over their body. Every time <laughs> I, I try to swing, it's like it's so foreign yeah. um, that I just feel like I have absolutely no coordination. I'm like missing the ball. I'm topping it every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, play think- uh, hockey? No, uh, okay. I only asked because for whatever reason, hockey players find it very easy to pick up the game of golf, so that's why I was asking. Mm, uh, so whereas much- baseball players don't because it you're not supposed to swing it like a bat. it's very it's very different. so
0: oh, yeah, I think the
1: best thing, yeah, the best thing to do is get a couple of lessons. then after that, it's just repetition, hitting the range, you know, going on the weekend to play, or if you can sneak in around during the week, that's even better. It's probably yeah. less people on the course and you get home within you know three hours instead of five hours. Um, but yeah, it's totally. it's it's a lot of fun.
0: So how long have you uh golfed for?
1: Oh boy. Uh let's see. When I first got married, I probably golfed every day. I was down to like a 10 handicap. Oh wow. And uh and I because because I had the night shift. So when I worked at this company I mentioned, RGA, I, I they gave me the graveyard shift. So I I would play golf every morning, then go to work. Um, and I would get out, I worked from like four to like one or two in the morning. then I would get up again at like eight, go play and then go back to work again. And my wife at the time worked, so I didn't really have to get up and hang with her or anything like that. So, uh, that's all I did. And then I had kids and kind of stopped for a while. And then over the pandemic, my son and I picked it up again and then he just got the bug and he started playing like crazy. And now I'm going to start again. I hurt my leg, so I had to stop for a little while. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good game for sure. It gets expensive though. You know, you want the best driver and then all of a sudden you're playing well and then oh, all of a yeah. you hit it bad and you're like, I need a new driver and you know, $500 <laughs> down the drain again. It's, it's, it gets, it gets crazy.
0: Yeah. But I'm trying old. to refrain from spending too much money on it before I even decide if I like it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm using a set of golf clubs that I just borrowed from my father-in-law so yep. I don't, I haven't even purchased clubs yet. I'm just, just barely dipping my toes in.
1: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta wait to see if you stick with it for sure. Cause it can, it it, it gets a little bit expensive, not too bad, but.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Even a set of clubs is like at least a few hundred dollars, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want something decent, you're looking probably at like 800 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you got to get your, your woods and you want to get a putter and then the balls and the bag. Yeah. it it, it starts set up. But it's a lot of fun. Once you're done with all that, then it's all it's all it's all a blast, and you, you can hang out with your your friends, playing eighteen, have a couple of beers. It's 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 good. It's good. Yeah, it's good it seems break.
0: like a fun outdoor activity to do when it's nice out and stuff. That's really kind of what drew me to it. Is oh, it's a good thing to do while hanging out with friends, spending time outside and. Drinking beer, probably.
1: Yeah, exactly. Driving around in the carts, you know, you can't really run a marathon or play basketball or anything else with a beer in your hand. So golf is the next best <laughs> <That's right>.
0: thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, what would you say is the craziest moment you, uh, or, or or unbelievable thing you ever did in a in a YouTube video? Most unbelievable thing I ever did in a YouTube video.
0: Uh, I I would say one of the coolest things that I. Well, I, okay. I can think of two things. So I did a video a few years ago about uh, b- really big uh, giveaways on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever seen, do you, are you familiar with Mr. Beast at all? Yes. Okay. So he does a lot of videos where he gives away like insane prizes, mm-hmm. Teslas and, and money and stuff. So I did a video about ways that that can kind of go wrong. If you give someone a really expensive gift uh, that can actually be almost a burden to them because if you give someone a house, there's property taxes, there's home insurance, and right. you know <laughs> they can maybe try to sell it, but what if they can't find a buyer? Then they're just stuck with this thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or he will give people Teslas, which are nice cars, but not everybody can use an electric car. It's actually a little bit less convenient for people. If you live in an apartment with no charger, Mm -hmm. then you have to go drive to a charging station, you know, every couple of days and spend an hour there charging. And obviously all of the maintenance costs uh, or like insurance costs and stuff. So I did a video about that and then tried to like craft the the right way to give someone a gift like that. Uh, So I ended up giving a, fan of mine like seventy thousand dollars to go and buy a Tesla. And that was yeah, that was I think one of the coolest moments that I've had in a YouTube video because that that was just like crazy. I've never done anything like that. So it was
1: very cool. Well it's cool because you're affecting someone's life in a positive way. And you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you said, did it the right way. You didn't just give it to somebody and then you were like, oh crap, what am I gonna do with this now? Yeah. So are you a car are you a car uh, fanatic? Do you Do you have like a a preference in vehicle that you like to drive? I'm a car freak. That's the only reason why I'm asking.
0: Okay, gotcha. I never really was too much, uh, but I I own a Tesla as well. I have a Tesla Model 3. Okay. Uh, I never really cared about cars before that, but now that I have that car, I'm like, well, I do like how fast this car is Mm -hmm. because electric cars can like really accelerate. Yep. And so (laughs) I do appreciate that about this car I never really thought I'd be into like fast cars but that I really like but I it, you know that's an electric car so it's kind of kind of a whole different thing I guess
1: yeah well I mean they're they're up and coming for sure I mean they' they've been around but now this there's a lot of talk of all these like you know muscle cars that are turning into you know an elect they're, they're coming out with electric versions and you know for someone like me I'm I'm more and again you know I'm a little older so I love the manual transmission and shifting the cars myself and Mm -hmm. inhaling the fumes which is probably very bad for you of course (laughs) but but um so So do you have a
0: a favorite car that you
1: oh yeah you um, either have uh, or
0: that you want to get
1: i'm a ford mustang uh i'm a mustang fanatic yeah okay i have i have the original mustang that i bought when i was 19 years old i still have it and i have uh Two other ones and then for my 50th birthday now i just told you my age i had i got myself a gt 500 which is a 2020 gt 500 in orange it's one of my favorite oh, colors awesome. yeah that's what i i go to the track with that thing
0: you mentioned that you your company designed uh ui for one of the new uh mustangs right
1: yeah yeah for the new ones that are coming out we did something in 2017 uh for ford it was called uh the gt it was, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty much like a half million dollar vehicle, but you had to have like certain amount of followers and you had to have, you had to promise never to put it in a museum. You had to race it on a track. There were all these stipulations in order to buy it. Oh, um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, kind of like Ferrari, Ferrari does that too. But, um, but, uh, so I never got a chance to, to, well, I couldn't afford it, but, um, and if I tried to buy a half million dollar car, my wife would basically just get up and leave. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. But that was our first foray and our first uh, automotive project and a lot of that work trickled down into like the Mustangs and uh, a little bit of it is in the one that I own. So I told my wife that for my 50th birthday, that's what uh, I wanted to do and uh, she gave me the green light. So I so I bought it and, and I have fun with it uh, whenever I can.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's basically a business expense at that point. I think that's pretty justifiable because your work is in the car.
1: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I can't really write it off, but uh, I wish I could. But uh, yeah. my accountant says, nah, that's not really, <laughs> it doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> but it's yeah, still that's... fun.
1: I uh, I just love it. I love the sound of it and all that. So I'm just hoping that um, you know, when these electric cars come out and when they're muscle cars, that they come up with, and we're actually working on some stuff, but that they come up with ways that you can you know have certain experiences for people like me that can relate to like the old muscle car thing like you know you got to feel the rumble and hear the sound and all that fun stuff so oh, there's, yeah. there's something there's something to it for sure
0: yeah yeah there are cars now I know that will pump some kind of noise into the cabin uh, as mm-hmm. you're accelerating so that you can feel that a little bit I forget what car I saw that does that but I yeah think if you ever yeah.
1: if you ever get a chance take the uh the the Porsche the electric the Taycan. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, like a a button that you can turn on, and has like this little sound. It's it's, it's interesting, you know. Yeah. I like I like the fact that that some companies are trying at least. So um, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That Porsche but,
0: is a really cool car. I've seen. Oh those. yeah,
1: the the beautiful, and I I I'm into Teslas too. You know, and I love the uh, the feeling when you hit the gas. It's like it's definitely like a roller coaster. It's 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 nuts. It's, it's, yeah, you don't get that it feel is, with a muscle so car. It's so
0: surreal the first time you do it too because you're used to gas cars and you're used to a little bit of delay when you when you push yeah, the gas yeah. and you're you also used to the noise of the engine revving up but it's like you press the pedal it goes immediately and it's like silent which is really bizarre the first time you do it
1: yeah it's 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 nuts it's it's crazy it's like magnetic basically if i, yeah. I feel like i'm on like a uh Actually, I was just, uh, I just returned from vacation. I was in Spain visiting family and I took a bullet train from uh, one town to, to Madrid. And at one point I think it was doing like 330 kilometers per hour, which isn't a lot, but it was, it it took my drive time down from five hours when I used to drive to like two. So I was like, this is like, I'm never driving again. There's no reason. I love driving, but. I'm not on vacation <laughs> and not for yeah. five hours straight after an eight hour flight. So it was very cool.
0: Yeah. We took a bullet train in Japan a few years ago. We went in 2019 and okay. that, that was really cool. Those things go fast. It's, yeah. it feels like being on a plane almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's on my bu- uh bucket list. I gotta, I gotta go to Japan. I haven't been there yet.
0: So, so do you go to Spain a lot to visit family?
1: Yeah. When I was young, I'm, uh, my dad basically threw me on a plane after school finished uh, right to Spain. And then right before school started, I'd, I'd come back. So all my summers growing up until I was about 20, 21 were, was in Spain. So I learned to like, and this is like a small town in the middle of nowhere. It's in the mountains. So my aunt mm-hmm. uh, would show me how to shoot shotguns and I would do like, you know, shot put with the discs and she would show me how to, and this is gonna sound strange, but like, you know, if you want to eat chicken, you gotta go in the back and grab one and and, oh, wow. and, and get it ready for, for lunch. Um, yeah, so it was crazy. I mean, cows walking around. So it was it was wild for a kid from from New York to to go to a a place like that. And and then there was a there was a bigger town. Um so my mom's from this bigger town, my dad's from this town on the outskirts, and that's why I like to spend most of my time because it was like it was like camping. Um, mm-hmm. So, the bigger town had, you know, uh, bars and discos and, you know, stuff like that. It was only like a mile by maybe two miles. So, it's not huge, but yeah. but everybody, we knew everybody there because uh, my family's huge. My, my mom's got like 12 brothers and sisters, and my father had seven. So, I got a lot of cousins still there. So, I, I go quite a bit. And I just came back because I hadn't been there for four years because of COVID and other stuff that popped up. So, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I I I've only done a little bit of traveling in Europe as an adult. Um we went to uh Italy and France last year. Nice. And I I loved it. It was so cool.
1: Yeah. Well, I highly recommend Spain if you if you get a chance to go to Barcelona and check out um Gaudi. You know the architecture of Gaudi. Uh, I did that for the first time. I was there for four days, and then I went to the town where my family is. Um, and if you want, I can email you the town too because it's it's pretty cool. It's it's all built around this huge church. It's very interesting. It's just so yeah, much history would, there. It's crazy. You know, all, I would all love Europe. to
0: see a little town like that. I mean, like older yeah. older European towns. I think are so cool and beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a good trip for like if you have uh, kids and stuff like that, which. You know, you're gonna have soon. So I will. um, That's right.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, well, okay. So I had I had two moments uh from YouTube videos. The first was the giving away a car. Hmm. Uh the second one, uh was it last year? Was it yeah. Uh last year I went to um the most haunted hotel in the US and did a video there, the Stanley Hotel. In Colorado, um, okay. it's the hotel that The Shining is based off of when uh-huh. Stephen wrote the book. So that was a cool kind of bucket list experience. I've never, I'd never seen myself going ghost hunting, but I just thought it would be a really cool video, so I went and did it, and that it, it was very fun.
1: Oh, I actually when I was looking you up, I, I I saw that one. Um, I didn't watch it. I I queued it up. I was like, oh, I gotta watch oh, this. Cool. This looks pretty funny. Um, because here in Long Island we have the Amityville Horror House. I don't know if you've oh, heard of that one
0: yeah I, i've heard of it but i don't know what it is
1: yeah it's it's basically just a, i don't i'm not sure if it's haunted or not was the one that you went to was it did you did you get any weird vibes when you were there
0: so i didn't but i'm i also don't believe in ghosts so i feel like i would dismiss a lot of the feelings or maybe mm-hmm. you know ghosts aren't drawn to me because they can tell i don't really care right but uh i know a lot of people have had weird experiences there. But, and I was hoping to, because I, I was like, how cool would that be? But regardless, it was still a really cool trip. I got to, I got like a private tour because one of the uh, um, tour guides recognized me from my YouTube channel. So they were uh-huh. like, oh, we can give you like a after dark tour of all of the haunted areas. That's cool. And we can like turn off the lights and stuff and just sit and see if we hear anything. So all that was really neat. And I got to interview them. It was very cool.
1: Nice. I'm surprised nothing uh nothing came up. But you're you're right. Maybe the ghost got the vibes like this guy's not uh, not into it, so we're not gonna bother wasting our time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I will say I was genuinely scared to go to sleep in my hotel room. It's just kind of the whole hotel has that old vibe about it. The mm-hmm. the bed I was sleeping in has, has this like giant ornate wooden headboard. And it's just kind of a creepy feeling room once you're alone and you turn off the lights, and you, that's the moment where you're like, "Oh God, what if this place actually is haunted?"
1: Yeah, then you start hearing things for sure. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, so I guess you know, in in the last ten years, you know, your your life has, uh, I would say, you know, pretty dramatically changed, right? And now, like you said, you're you're gonna have a kid, and where do you see your career heading in the next ten years?
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, I think that I'm, I'm happiest when I'm doing whatever's most creatively fulfilling to me at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tend to, if something is working for me, like a specific format or something on YouTube, I'll, I'll just do that over and over. And eventually it will just not be interesting to me anymore. And so I think that really, I just want to push myself to explore new formats and stuff like that, that i would find really creatively fulfilling but maybe are a little more risky or a little different and so i think that that's kind of what i want to push myself to do right now in terms of 10 10 years is pretty hard to look into the future because i'm like i don't even know what 2 months from now is going to look like once i have a child but yeah really i just want to push myself creatively i really like youtube a lot of people ask like do you want to? use this as a springboard to get into some kind of, you know, TV show or something like that. But Mm -hmm. personally, I really like the freedom of YouTube. And, you know, if I can make all of my videos on a pretty tight budget and still feel creatively fulfilled and I don't have to get approved by anybody, I really enjoy that and I can work from home and stuff. So right now that's really working
1: for me. Nice. So, uh, so back to another uh, Danny Gonzalez question. So, and this could be because I live in, in New York City area, but like when I when I went to sign for like my mortgage and stuff like that, I got this paper from the lawyer like, hey, here's 25 Danny Gonzalez's or any of these people you, yeah, you know, because some of them were like, you know, owed some money or had a lien on a car or something. I'm like, no, this is not me. This is not me. But the craziest one was, I would say, this is probably around 2009 or 10. You know, we were traveling a lot for for work and I kept getting stopped at security at the airports. And they would put me in a private room and I'd be in there for two hours. And my partner, uh, Jeremy's like waiting outside, like, what the hell is going on, dude? Like, what, what? And they, they kept asking me questions. So finally, I met, uh, I was talking to one of the security guards and I said, like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't understand. And they're like, well, you're on a list. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're on a, like a list that we're supposed to ask questions about.
0: Oh no. A watch I was list. like,
1: like what what does that mean? Is it like the FBI most wanted? What he goes, I'm not at liberty to say, but you're on the list. And I said, Well, how do I get off this list? Cause it's killing my you know, my travel time. He goes, mm-hmm. Well, I, I had to go through this whole thing. It's called a redress number where you get a number. It's kind of like, you know, fly clear that they have now, whatever. But right, um yeah. or but back then they didn't yeah, but back then they didn't really have it. So I had to get this whole number. And they had to issue it from the government. It was it was crazy. That I, I'm assuming that never happened to you, right?
0: No, not not that yeah. extreme. I uh, have had when when buying houses, buying a our most recent house, we had to. I got one of those papers that was like, "You're not this Danny Gonzalez, right? And you're not this okay. one." Yeah, uh, but no, n- never anything that extreme. Have you ever met another Danny Gonzalez?
1: No, never.
0: Wow. Uh, so I've I- met like a weird amount of them i've met a lot really yeah um so there was coincidentally another like pretty popular viner named danny gonzalez and i think that i i might have started to gain an audience right before him and so he's he went by danny go i think because he didn't want to be the other danny gonzalez on vine uh but i i also had one time someone came up because they recognized me from vine uh, and they wanted to take a picture with me, and their name was also Danny Gonzalez. Hmm. And I didn't believe them, and they showed me their ID. Uh, but the weird thing is that their full name was actually Danny Gonzalez. So my yeah. my name is Daniel. I don't know about you, but I feel like most people. Yeah, Danny. mine's
1: mine's the same. Except the only person who calls me Daniel is my mom when I'm when I'm in trouble. You know? It's yeah. Like Daniel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I just go. I just go by Danny Gonzalez. It's easier. Everybody. You know, I mean, yeah. I had a lot of nicknames growing up, but everybody just called me Danny or Danny G. I was all... OK, yeah. And they'd call yeah. my parents Mr. and Mrs. G. <laughs> right. <laughs> so strange. But oh, yeah, and then there was
0: um, there was another kid that went to my elementary school who was a I think a year younger than me, who was also Danny Gonzalez. But he he had two last names. He had like a hyphenated last name. But mm-hmm. yeah, he, a kid that went to the same school as me.
1: Wow. Wild. I guess I should move to uh, Chicago and meet more Danny Gonzalez's.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I guess Danny here, and Gonzalez so. are both very common names, so it, it makes yeah. sense.
1: But yeah, I haven't met anybody around here, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of us out there. But uh, yeah, I just haven't oh, met you anybody. know
0: who you should talk to next? I think that there is a a college football coach, Danny Gonzalez. I think he's like Air- Arizona,
1: maybe. Really?
0: Yeah, that's that's another one that I see people tweet about sometimes.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm right. I'm writing it down. There you go. Well, I don't, I don't have any other questions for you, but I guess, uh, do you have any advice for, for you know, kids uh, up and coming that want to do what you do? Is there, you know, is there besides hustling all the time? Because people think like, oh yeah, I make a video and then boom, it's it's automatic, or I get a Marvel project and boom, now I work on every single Marvel thing. It's, it takes a lot of hard work, which I know. Yeah. But uh, you know, any advice for any young content creators that? want to make this their career.
0: Yeah, I guess I would say that the quicker you can start the better. I know a lot of people are probably would probably be worried about their first few videos not being very good and and worried about people seeing them, but you know, don't worry, they probably won't because when you start you, you know, probably no one will be watching them anyway. And right. I think the best way to get better is just to make one, post it, you know, learn from whatever you did wrong, learn from whatever you did right and do it again. And it will probably take a while for you to start getting good. I started making YouTube videos with my friends, like I said, in like sixth grade, and I didn't start building any kind of audience until I was uh, 20, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you
1: stuck with it for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then even, you know, in college, I was doing all of this while also taking classes. And it, it, t- it took a lot of time to start building that audience and, I'll even look at videos that I made like three or four years ago and be like, Oh God, these are awful. So you're, you'll be constantly improving. You'll probably, you know, find, find something to improve upon Mm -hmm. uh, as long as, as long as you do it. But yeah, I would just say start and find something that you like doing and you feel fulfilled by and also that other people want to watch. And as long as you find that intersection, I think you're golden.
1: Nice. All right, well, it's been an an absolute pleasure speaking with you and I, I love that uh, you know, I'm talking to another Danny Gonzalez still blowing my mind every time I say that. Um yeah, it's pretty fun. I wish Thank you, you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I wish you a lot of luck in the future and uh congrats on the uh on the on the baby coming soon and and uh wish you the best of luck uh in on YouTube channel and everything else that you do.
0: All right, yeah, thanks. You too. Uh, I look forward to seeing your name in many movie credits to come.
1: And that wraps up another episode of the Perception Podcast. As always, send any questions and comments to ask at experienceperception.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Sign up for our weekly newsletter on our site, experienceperception.com slash contact.
0: Lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and write a nice review. See you on the next episode.